what do you do if a church that you've had a long-standing relationship with wants to break with you and instead go after other leaders who've come into their midst? Well, this is the situation that Paul faced when he wrote 2 Corinthians. Paul had had an extensive relationship with the Corinthians. He had initially evangelized them. He had sent them um, letters. He had received reports from them. Uh, 1 Corinthians is, is obviously a letter written before 2 Corinthians, where Paul we already begins to address some rising problems and concerns. Uh, already in 1 Corinthians, we see that Paul is addressing those who are judging him and being critical of him. If you look at chapter 4, also at chapter 9, there's some brewing conflict arising. Well, it doesn't improve, actually. And it seems as if 1 Corinthians rather offended the Corinthians and, and brought Paul into further disrepute with them. At stake, ultimately, for Paul is their participation in the collection effort. This is the effort that Paul undertook, um, mentioned in Galatians 2.10, where Paul is having a formal meeting with the Jerusalem church and uh, trying to clarify jurisdiction and uh, his ministry being legitimate and uh, affirmed by them. Paul says, the apostles in Jerusalem extended the right hand of fellowship to me, saying that I should go to the Gentiles and Peter would go to the Jews. Uh, but they said only this, remember the poor, which was the very thing I was eager to do. So that's all Galatians 2. Well, with the Corinthians, he's nearing the end of his collection efforts. And in 1 Corinthians 15, he talks about them uh, needing to complete that project. Well, between the writing of 1 and 2 Corinthians, there's been a falling out. And Paul has to defend the integrity of his ministry. 2 Corinthians is his full-scale defense of his ministry. Now, often people think that the letter is made up of smaller letter fragments, anywhere from two to seven. But I think it's a unified piece. And even though there are strange transitions in the letter, these can be accounted for on the fact that Paul is presenting a formal defense of his ministry. One of the key verses to understand Paul's purposes is 1219, where Paul says as much. He says, all this time, there's 13 chapters, so he's looking back over the whole letter. All this time, you have been thinking that we are defending ourselves to you. Actually, it's in the sight of God that we are speaking in Christ, and all of this is for your upbuilding. He formally calls 2 Corinthians a defense. Now, why was Paul, what was Paul defending? Well, first of all, why he hadn't visited them again. This is taken up right away in chapter 1. They've thought that he's fickle, uh, that he makes plans and then changes his plans. Look at 117. Now, part of Paul's reason, uh, explanation to them is that um, he didn't come visit them again because he had a very effective ministry in Asia Minor. So he wrote a letter instead. Uh, so, and that letter was 1 Corinthians. So uh, 2 Corinthians then addresses this ministry situation where Paul had effective ministry. He delayed coming. He sent them people. He sent them Titus. He sent them Timothy. He sent 1 Corinthians. But now in 2 Corinthians, he gives a full-scale defense of why he didn't come. And he says, I wasn't taking an easy route here. In fact, I was almost dying in Ephesus. Um, he, he said, I felt like I had the sentence of death on me. 
Now another issue that he's facing in 2 Corinthians is that they've caught him in an inconsistency that um, he appears in his letters to seem bold, but his personal presence is rather weak. And so uh, in 2 Corinthians 10.10, he actually summarizes an evaluation of his, his own letter writing. They say that um, his personal presence is weak and his speech is contemptible, but uh, that his letters are weighty and strong. So people are finding an inconsistency with Paul that he speaks in person one way, uh, more meek and mild, but then he writes these strong, aggressive, bold letters. And that letter would be 1 Corinthians, very bold indeed. So he's addressing this situation, uh, these two criticism, failed to visit, he's inconsistent with his uh, participation, uh, in, with, with his writing and personal presence with them. And he's also addressing another problem, and that is that the Corinthians have perceived him to be pilfering or taking from the collection itself, and so they've judged him unapproved. So as we look at the letter as a whole then, we can understand how it's structured that, this way. Chapters two through seven is Paul's theological exposition of the gospel where he confronts the Corinthians to have a proper understanding of life and death and the fact that they're all gonna be held accountable before God. Seven is a transitional chapter where he then moves to talk about that letter that he sent and Titus and how they responded to that first letter. Then chapters eight and nine are Paul's uh, discussion of the collection effort, trying to get them prepared for that collection. There's a sudden seam then in chapter 10, a change, which people think is a separate letter, but actually it's simply just Paul taking up uh, a refutation, a formal refutation against those missionary rivals who have wormed their way in between Paul and the Corinthians. So chapters 10 and 11 is Paul's response to that situation. And then he engages in some boasting. He says, I'm gonna engage me with a little bit of boasting here. At this point, Paul uh, engages in a defensive parody of this need to boast. And he says, you know what? I really had no need to do this except that you made me. You made me boast about myself. And it's, he's parodying this whole exercise of boasting and commending himself. He says, you Corinthians should have known better and should have, um, should have been bragging about me. And then in chapter 13, he ends uh, the letter by saying, I'm coming again. I'm gonna come again and we're gonna see how you fare. Those of you who've sinned previously had better change how you're living because I'm coming and I have authority to build you up. The Lord has given me that authority to do so. And so I'm gonna be coming, be ready.